Just wait a minute. We got a job for you. I don't want no job. Why not? It's too much, too much like work, man. Listen, this is strictly nowhere. You got a lot of sick, old-fashioned ideas about working hard and living clean, and it's all a lot of junk. I'm too tired to listen. And your work is a sucker. You know, I like my job, Skipper. I wouldn't want to lose it. Hey, it's me, Chris T, and it's my birthday, September 5th. I was born on this day in 1962 at Brunswick Hospital in Amityville on Long Island. The hospital is now long gone, but I am still here. And uh, I'm spending my birthday doing something fun driving out to the Delaware River to meet up with some friends of mine and then we're going to go to the Martin Guitar Factory in Nazareth, Pennsylvania a place I've never been before uh, I think I'm already going the wrong way yeah because I want to take 39th Street over oh well um, yeah, we, we're having to figure out different ways to get onto the highway because of this construction that's been going on with the Lincoln Tunnel, what I call the Lincoln Tunnel Extension. It's this little piece of 495 that runs into and out of the Lincoln Tunnel in Weehawken, New Jersey. They're going to be working on it apparently until 2020. So that's a long time. And it's messing up traffic all over this area. So we're taking this little bit of a detour across 39th Street. I wanted to talk about job story because it's now up to what, episode 18? So I'm kind of impressed that I've cranked out 18 episodes so far. Some of them have been really damn good, some of them have been not so good. Some of them fall in the middle. And as much as I would like to expand job story and get into other stuff, including interviewing people and including getting people on the phone so I can interact with them, I'm torn between the amount of time it takes to record it and edit it and mix it and produce it and the amount of time I should be spending actually looking for work and actually trying to make an income. So there's a balance to be struck there. And if I was being honest, I would say right now Job Story feels like a vanity project more than anything else. I mean, I know people are listening to it. People are downloading it and people are enjoying it. I just don't know how many of those people are not family members or friends. So there's always that. I still think I still think it's a useful thing, especially for me. It's a, a form of 
talking to myself, just like writing in my journal and many pieces uh, that I've written in my journal have made it onto the air in past years and now into this podcast. Speaking about being on the air, I keep wondering if that was basically the end of my radio career. If April 27th 2018 represents the end of my radio career and it's a little hard to wrap my brain around it and I mean I like the podcasting and I love the podcasting world I listen to podcasts I make a podcast so I have nothing against podcasts but live radio to me is a whole different beast and it's where a lot of magic can happen because it's spontaneous and it's ephemeral and you never know where a call is going to take you so unless there's podcasting with calling and I know again that there is I know people who have done podcasting with calling it's just a matter of do I want to spend the money to be able to do that or perhaps figure out a way I can do that without spending a lot of money so there's always that alright I'm making good time here on my way to go look at some Martin guitars at the Martin Guitar Factory <coughs> I've never I've never owned a Martin never really had a desire to I just not an acoustic guitar guy I have an acoustic guitar I like my acoustic guitar I have a really nice acoustic guitar that was a birthday gift from a few years back uh, sweet tea bought for me it's a 19 turns out it's a 1959 Gibson and uh, I wish I could remember now what the hell the model number was it's it, it was a cheap guitar back in the day it was a, a budget model all mahogany body um, and if the model number comes to me I'll let you know what the hell it is but um, I had a job at a guitar store I, I thought that was gonna be a cool job by the way speaking of uh, jobs and job stories I, I would like to tell you the story as I drive here of a very low period in my life when uh, I had just gone through a really nasty breakup with this woman I was involved with she lived up near Woodstock in the town of Mount Tremper on Wittenberg Road in what I recall uh, was a ramshackle hippie cabin and no heat except for a pot-bellied stove, wood-burning pot-bellied stove. Um, I met her right around Thanksgiving time. She was a listener to the old show, the old Aerial View show, and she sent me a letter because that's what you did back then. You didn't have email or texting. And she wrote to me, and I ended up calling her, and we ended up meeting, and then we ended up dating and it's a fairly common story for folks at that particular station a lot of people have met 
their significant others through the station. Matter of fact, I met Sweet Tea because of the station. Um, so we dated for a while, and I was going through a rather crappy time, including um, a car breaking down on me and having to essentially borrow a car from some friends of mine, borrowed a station wagon, was driving that back and forth to Mount Tremper. And uh, it was a bit of a haul. You know, it was getting to be a bit much to go up there every weekend. And, and very often I, I was going up there. More often than not, she was not coming down to Hoboken, where I lived at the time, to see me. So I was traveling up there. But uh, I was also going through some joblessness. And it was having a real impact on the relationship. And then... As these things do, uh, when you're dating a hippie chick and you're not a hippie, uh, the relationship ended. And I was left holding the bag. I had the, uh, no car, no job, <laughs> no girlfriend. It was a low moment. And I was falling behind on the rent. I was falling behind on the bills. I was having to do this shit where you run to the corner and you call the phone company on the payphone and you beg them not to turn the phone off it was it was shitty and then i got news that this company called guitar center was opening a store in springfield new jersey it was their first foray into the east coast market and so i uh went down there thinking it would be cool to sell guitars, I'll get to be around guitars, I love guitars, and guitar amps and all that shit. And uh, during the interview process, it came out that I worked at a radio station, and I knew something about audio, and so they stuck me in the pro audio department. No guitar sales or guitar department for me. I was going to be showing people microphones and recording gear and all that shit which didn't interest me nearly as much especially because a lot of what I was involved with was the home recording studio nonsense it was the dawn of the home recording studio when digital audio workstations had really come into their own and you could spend a couple of grand and get a nice Pro Tools set up and so a lot of what I did all day was was convince guys who didn't have the money and <laughs> probably even if they did have the money shouldn't have been spending it on that crap because they weren't exactly musicians they were I don't know what you call them composers whatever the hell they were. And the worst part about working at Guitar Center was, uh, and we didn't know this, we had to build out the store. There was no store when I got hired. There was an empty shell. And so for a couple of months, and my memory is it was during the spring and summer and it was like when things started to really get hot out we we worked like dogs to 
install all the shelving, to build out all the merchandising, to, to put this whole place together. And uh, man, it, it, it sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. So now is where I get a little bit confused and I am probably now going the wrong fucking way. Because I want to go north on the New Jersey Turnpike. And I don't want to get involved with this shitty traffic that I'm trying to avoid. Because of this construction and hopefully this will do it without getting me involved in that nonsense. And the people that ran this uh, guitar center, the people who were setting it up, I, I, I think maybe they came out from the West Coast because that's where Guitar Center was based. And they were kind of shitty people. They were mean and nasty and they... I don't think they treated us very well. I don't think they liked New Jersey and I don't think they liked New Jerseyans and... I got the distinct feeling that they felt we were all beneath them. So, yeah, I didn't like that. I got a douchebag in front of me in a GMC Sierra pickup truck who's going, like, really under the speed limit and has no idea where they're going and is kind of looking at their phone while they're driving and... Oh, God. All right, so now I'm on 95 North, headed to Route 80 West, so that's good. So we built out this guitar center, and simultaneously we had to take classes in salesmanship. We, we were going to be salesmen, and I hadn't really done any sales didn't have any sales experience some of the people that were hired did have sales experience not me so it was a revelation because they want about they went about it very methodically there was a whole thing to it uh, that involved the actual textbook on sales and role-playing and ways to overcome all different kinds of objections, whether it was a money objection or... Really, that was a... Now that I think of it, I think that's the only objection there was, was the money objection. I don't think there was any other objection. Meanwhile, I'm nursing a broken heart. <clears throat> I'm driving back and forth uh, Route 22 in Springfield in this shitty Ford station wagon that I couldn't stand and uh, no money and meanwhile my ex is making overtures like she wants to get back together she misses me we're having long drawn out phone conversations and I'm debating the wisdom of uh, picking up with her again oh man what, this fucking truck is really driving up my ass wow way to be a super trucker pal really got to get those cars to where they're going, don't you? 
So, uh, so I was kind of out of my mind. I was kind of out of my mind at, in this particular period of life. And um, I wasn't, you know, once we went through all the sales training, and I mean, I, I, I realized that I don't have the salesman gene. And I realized that sales is not my thing. And I know people over the years have told me that you're a personable guy. And, you know, uh, people have told me I could be in sales. And I want to correct them and say, yeah, no, I can't. I didn't feel good about it. And maybe it was that training, that Guitar Center training, where the whole gist of the training was, like, here, we're going to show you how to vacuum the money out of these people's pockets, especially when they don't want to spend the money. And so, when the store opened, it opened at night. We had a big opening night celebration. We had, uh, if, I, if memory serves, we opened at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock. There were all kinds of sales. There were refreshments, there was food. There was contests and prizes and but before the store opened they gathered us in the big empty area out front of the registers and set up a bunch of folding chairs and they led us in a um, little mini pep rally that consisted of us chanting fuck sam ash fuck sam ash fuck sam ash fuck sam ash now, some of you may know who Sam Ash is. Most of you probably don't, but it was the big retailer in the Northeast of musical instruments. Guitars, amps, drums, you name it. Brass instruments, PAs, all of that crap. And so they were seen as the, uh, the rival, the competition, the ones that Guitar Center was going for. Going for the jugular. And I felt really stupid during this rally. I don't like chanting in public all that much. I mean, I've done it. Like when I went down to the tax march in Washington, D.C., there was a lot of chanting. But that was a political thing, and this was something else entirely. So we opened the store, and the store did really well. And, uh... I went back and forth and I worked with this cast of characters, many of whom were in much worse shape than me. You know, I, I mean, this is, we're going back to, I don't know, uh, 1988, 1999, something like that. And so 20 years ago, at least, I would have been 36. There were guys there in their 50s. And it was obvious that, you know, this was the bottom rung of the ladder, that they had slipped way down the ladder. And this is what they were now doing. And some of them really inept. And they were let go before too much longer. I mean, I was able to survive. I was able to actually sell stuff to people. And... 
got myself a little bit of a discount on stuff, so that was nice. I think the pay was shit, if memory serves. And uh, I really hated the commute. I hated driving back and forth to Springfield. Hated it. Hated it. Fucking hated it. Going over the Pulaski Skyway, the whole thing. And um, meanwhile, the ex is contacting me. I think I even went and saw her a couple of times. And so I'm in this weird halfway state where I don't know if we're involved, not involved. I don't really know what the deal is. And uh, and then she just kicked me to the curb again. So it was like someone dumping you. Not like, it was. Somebody dumped me twice. And uh, still driving the shitty Ford station wagon, trying to save up money to buy a vehicle. And not really having a lot of uh, sales success at Guitar Center. I was doing okay. But, you know, compared to the other salespeople in the Pro Audio department, I was not doing as well because I wasn't going for the jugular. And I would be periodically called back into the boss's office. And, I mean, this is a guy who actually interviewed me. I, I remember when I showed up, I, I somehow, for some reason, I thought it would be really convincing to them if I brought my Gibson Les Paul down there with me. So I did. I, I took it along, and I did a little show-and-tell to the guy, and I still can't believe I did that. Like, like he cared. Um, but he would call me into his you know, office periodically and try to give me a course correction, ask me how it was going. And, and then one day he turned to me and he said, apropos of nothing, you're not very happy here, are you? And I said, no, I'm not. And so we went back into his office and he signed some paperwork and he had me sign some paperwork. And I no longer work there. And if memory serves, I had worked there long enough to be able to get some unemployment insurance, which is what I went and did. And I pivoted to the next thing, which at that point would have been uh, freelancing for National Public Radio. That's what I did. And that was, uh, that's another story for another job story as I continue to make my way west here on Route 85. And um, just an update on where things are with me. I am still looking for work. My severance will be running out before much longer. I think there's another month, maybe a little bit more. And then uh, it's time to apply for New York State unemployment insurance. I also have decided I'm going to be taking money out of my 401k. And as many times as I've said this, it's something I don't necessarily want to do. 
I understand the value of leaving the money in there and letting the money make money. Uh, I'm just not in a position to be able to do that right now unless something materializes in the next month. Who knows? I could get hired somewhere and start making a decent salary. But along with my radio career, the days of making a quote-unquote decent salary may be behind me. Like a lot of folks out there, I'm, I'm hearing this. It's coming to me from friends of mine who were saying the same thing about dudes my age being in a similar boat. And so I don't know if we're all being put out the pasture at the same time. Uh, I don't know how much of that applies to my particular situation, but I've sent out over a hundred applications since I got canned. Maybe it should have been more. Who knows? And uh, I think I've heard back from a handful, maybe a half a dozen, maybe. So it's kind of discouraging. Meanwhile, the traffic here on Route 80 is fucking nuts. I wish I had the dash cam. There's a delivery truck in the right lane for Severi and Sons, and he keeps crossing over the dotted line here. Then there's a Dodge Ram pickup truck on my left who's crawling up everybody's ass because they're not going fast enough in the left lane. I'm in the middle lane behind some kind of dump truck that I'm now going to try to pass on the left. Ah, there's the Marcal paper sign. I am in Patterson, New Jersey. So that's uh, that's that's a job story for this job story. That's the job story of my work at Guitar Center. I got to wrap up a couple of things. Guitar Center, I heard recently, has closed a bunch of stores in New Jersey. I don't know. If that includes the Springfield store, it might. Uh, but I know there's a couple of stores that were on Route 17 that are now closed. And uh, that ex-girlfriend of mine ended up taking up with this other dude after we broke up. She had a baby with him. Um, I narrowly avoided having a baby with her, by the way. We... We got pregnant, is that the way you put it? And uh, I had to drive her in that crappy Ford station wagon down to the town of Monroe, New York, the nearest place where they had a clinic where she could get an abortion. I'll tell you that story someday too. And uh, about a month ago, she walked into a store run by my cousin in Saugerties, New York. I guess she still lives in the area. And she saw my cousin's last name on the business card and she said, Oh, uh, by any chance are you related to Chris Sackis? I, I, I know him. I used to date him. And man, I'll tell you what, I was curious. I was curious about uh, what she's up to and 
I guess, yes, what she looks like nowadays. But my cousin wasn't really able to comment on that. And I wasn't able to find the ex on uh, Facebook. And who cares, really? I mean, you know, that's the thing about the past. You don't really have to revisit it unless you want to. Ever forward, friends. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with an all-new job story. Don't forget, job story is available via Apple and Google Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Go to shows.pippa.io slash job story for details and submit your job story at jobstorypod at gmail.com or in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash jobstorypod. You can also record a job story of 90 seconds or less at speakpipe.com slash jobstory or record a longer job story by calling Way4JobPod. That's 929-456-2763. Please share Job Story with your friends and family and be sure to review Job Story on iTunes and elsewhere. Until next time, this is Chris T. Working hard and hardly working. Working hard or hardly working? (laughs) I said working hard or hardly working. Working hard or hardly working. Working hard or hardly working. It's a simple question. Are you A, working hard or B, show? Suppose you tune in next week to see if I'm still on the job.